I think I've decided on another chapter for the book. Um, this is something we're going to talk about on the podcast this week. We're also going to talk about something that gets stuck in your head and it never quite goes away, no matter how much time passes. It's coming up on the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Here we go. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for tuning in the podcast or tuning in, downloading the podcast. Nobody tunes these in. Um, we are going to talk about a couple of different things today on the podcast. I want to mention that if it sounds a little bit different today, it's because I'm doing the podcast from the kitchen of the Mountaintop Studios, which is the Mountaintop Studios or the house I grew up in in Colorado that we were able to keep in the family and upgrade and remodel. But everything in the room I'm in right now is a hard surface. That means it's really echoey. And you know what? We're not going to let it bother us. It's just what it is. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're getting into 2019 okay. Somebody asked me a long time ago, they said, when is it okay to stop saying Happy New Year? Because I think somebody one time wished me Happy New Year on like January 28th. And as soon as he said it, he said, should I still, is it okay to still say Happy New Year? I don't know. I think we're at the cutoff point. I really do. Um, because we like to kind of forget that it's a new year and just kind of plunge ahead and do our thing, which is what we're doing. Um, so I come out here to the Mountaintop Studios every six weeks or so to hang out. Um, what have I done today? I watched playoff football, which I want to just touch on briefly. I had texted earlier or uh, tweeted earlier that if the New England Patriots get back into the Super Bowl, I'm not going to watch. I'm not. I'm seriously. I'm not going to watch. I'm so tired of watching that team get in there. And it's not that I don't like them. I just don't care about them. I don't care about um, the musical Les Mis. I don't care about it. It's not that I hate it. I just don't care. I don't know anything about it. Um, so the Patriots getting in. Is, I'm not going to watch it. If the Patriots get in, I said if the Patriots play the Eagles, then I'm going to go to Athens Alps that day. Fortunately, the Eagles are not in the playoffs. I don't like the Eagles. They're just another boring team. Um, but as it turns out right now, it is the Saints one. The Saints are going to play, I want to say, Dallas next week, and it's Kansas City versus New England. Go Chiefs! That's all I want to say. Uh, I do say once in a while that I feel bad for Vikings fans, and I really do, because there are no more loyal uh, long-term Vikings fans or, or fans in the NFL than Vikings fans. And you talk about long-suffering. The Vikings haven't been to a Super Bowl in 40 years. Now, just by luck of the draw, they should have made it to the Super Bowl. But they just break your heart every time. So if you're a Vikings fan, you have my admiration. But that is a team that just, wow. Uh, all right, so moving on to some other things here. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing in town is I wanted to get together with some friends of mine from high school. And so I started talking to my best friend, Mike, and a friend of ours, Denise. And we said, you know what? Let's meet at a like a little dumpy bar um, here in Black Forest, Colorado, called The Chicken Coop. And it's a bar that's been there since the 40s. There's still like original graffiti carved into the bar that they don't want to throw away that was from back in the 40s or 50s. And it's just kind of a dump, nice little bar. And I went on Facebook and I put together like an invite and invited pretty much everybody I know that went to Air Academy High School, my high school. And so last night, 
we all went up there. When I say we all, there were five of us plus spouses that showed up out of about 40 people we invited. And I wasn't surprised because you can see it on Facebook, but there were a couple of people that didn't show up. My best friend Mike didn't show up because he had a family thing that he had forgotten about. Um, somebody else said that he was going to be there. He texted me in the afternoon. He didn't show up. So this is what I learned. And the reason I tell the story is not because it's a great story, but because it's not a great story. But it's that I was not popular in high school. People knew who I was because I went to the same group of schools with the same group of kids from elementary school on up, from kindergarten on up. And people knew who I was, but I wasn't popular. And... So I think what I've learned is that if you were popular in high school, they still want to hang out with you. If you weren't popular in high school, they might know you, but they don't really want to hang out with you. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But there's just something about high school that gets inside all of our heads. And I don't know why that is. I don't have an answer. Do you have an answer? Maybe send me an email to Dave Ryan at kwb.com and tell me why is high school seemingly so important when it really isn't because a lot of the people that were really popular in high school went on to become, you know, just average people. And some of the people that were not popular in high school went on to rule the world. Um, one of the guys in the pictures that if you look on my weekend in five photos, his name is Scott and uh, he was always bright back in school. And he is now uh, like the head surgeon at some big hospital in Denver, a department head. Of, and, and he's, you know, you just never know what people are going to turn out to be like. Um, I turned out to be a DJ, you know, and I'm doing okay at it. It's worked out okay. But there's something about high school and comparing ourselves to the people that we knew. We don't think about junior high or middle school. We don't think about elementary school. We certainly don't compare ourselves to the kids that we went to kindergarten with or daycare. But there's something about high school. Tell me why it is that it gets inside of our head. And I graduated a long time ago. And I still think about high school and think about the people that I went to high school with. I'll wrap this up by saying I went to all of my big high school reunions, 10, 20, and 30. And I won't go back for another one because the people that I really want to see, I hang out with, I know on Facebook anyway. And the ones that I really don't want to see, well, you know, it'd be nice to see them, I suppose. But I'm not going to travel all the way back across the country for another high school reunion. Uh, moving on to other things, a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I saw the movie, Open House, on Friday night, and it was bad. Um, it's on Netflix, and it's basically about um, a mom and dad, it's a family, mom, dad, and, and high school-age son. And the dad, first thing in the movie, first five minutes, gets killed, gets run over by a car. So now... Son and mom have to move. They can't afford anything, so they go live in her sister's very beautiful cabin. And when I say very beautiful, it's a cabin that's like, I mean, it's a, like a multi-million dollar cabin in the mountains. They go to live there, and they hold open houses because they want to sell it. But it turns out that there's a guy that goes to open houses and hides in the house until the open house is over and he hides in God knows the basement or the closet or the bathroom or the spare bedroom or whatever. 
and then in the middle of the night he does murderous things and it's actually a pretty good premise but it was just kind of like ah it kind of fell flat at the end anyway it's called open house um i would give it maybe two out of five stars if you're really desperate for a movie a movie sometime check that one out um so one other thing that happened on friday I feel like I'm just sitting here telling you my life story, um, but I think I do have a point. Um, Susan had her cancer scare. My wife had her cancer scare about a year ago, and that was where she went in. She went in to have a gallbladder surgery. She had you know miserable belly pain, and when she went to bed that night, and she laid down, and she didn't get better, so she went to the emergency room, and they said it's gallbladder. They took her in an ambulance over to uh, a hospital, and the next day, routine gallbladder surgery, but the surgeon discovered uh, basically a softball-sized tumor in her belly. And the surgeon and the gyno at that hospital basically looked at all the photos and the scans or whatever and said, yeah, it looks like cancer. So for a week, we really thought that she had cancer. She went in for an appointment, and it turned out that finally after a week, a doctor told her, I don't think it is. I think there's about a 1% chance that it's cancer. I think it's something else. They scheduled her for surgery. They went in. They took it out. Um, It is not totally benign, uh, but it is not. It's like cancer, but it's not a malignant kind of a cancer. Not to get into too much information, but now Susan has to go back for a scan every six months. She went in for a scan. Um a week ago Friday, and then had the results this past Friday. And they were fine. Thanks for asking. Um, And the doctor told Susan, she said, you know, I'm really glad that I got to do your surgery because I really don't think anybody else would have been able to do this surgery. Um, Maybe some of my partners would have been able to, but I really don't think there's another doctor that... I believe with confidence would have been able to do this surgery because it was so, so intricate. And the doctor got like misty eyed and emotional and doctors don't do that. And she gave Susan a hug and Susan was like so emotional. She called me and was, you know, just very like, just like said, I just feel so blessed. I'm so lucky. Had I had not had that, that gallbladder surgery, um, uh, she would have died. Because the way this disease works is it's in your veins and it creeps up your veins and all of a sudden goes into your heart and kills you. And so Susan would have been just fine and one day would have dropped dead and only in an autopsy would we have known that this condition existed. So um, what's my lesson? You know, be thankful, be grateful for for the time and the health that we have. Friend of mine, a radio friend of mine, dropped dead like two days before Christmas. He was only a couple of years older than me. And he was thin, um, uh, in shape, very full of life, smart. Everybody loved him. And he had a heart attack. And he dropped dead. And I don't have all the details, but I, he, I think he died on the way to the hospital. And that leaves his wife, who was like, they're ready for retirement. And, uh, and that's it. And they've got a son that's about 26, 27 years old. And just shocking. Okay, I'm not here to depress you by saying, hey, you could die soon, so make sure you live the best life possible. I just think it's something to kind of keep in mind. Number one, don't sit around watching other people live their life on TV. Don't do that. Watch reality shows once in a while. Watch that show Tidying Up. Watch Dr. Pimple Popper and watch whatever shows you like to watch. Watch This Is Us, but don't spend too much time 
watching other people live their life because I'm going to guarantee you one day when you're in a nursing home and you've got limited time left, you're never going to say, shit, I wish I'd watched more TV. God damn it. I wish I'd watched more of whatever that show is on Netflix. That's not what you're going to think. So have a life and make sure that life is not all in front of the TV or in front of the screen. All right, um, uh, one more thing here, and I'm going to put pictures of this on uh, the Facebook page because we do have a Facebook page for Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. And I'll be honest with you, I don't update it as much as I should, but I am going to put this update up here in a little bit. Um, We are cleaning, we are purging. We are looking around the house and going, we've got so much stuff. When we go to find something, we can never find it because it's buried under stuff. And it's not disgusting, dirty, like you watch on Hoarders where they saved old food and they saved, where's one old lady who saved a pumpkin and she wouldn't throw the pumpkin away. There are people who saved just like shit, dirty, old, ripped up. We don't do that. We just have a lot of stuff. And I look at it and I go, Carson is never going to play with this again. The kids are never going to need all of these Halloween costumes again. And it's kind of sad because you know what? We're going to be empty nesters soon. And that's just kind of how it is. So we're purging. And if there is going to be a chapter in the book, I would tell you this. And I am no expert in this whatsoever. Get rid of your crap. And there are books and there are probably apps and there's the show Tidying Up. There's the book that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the podcast or a couple of months ago called Swedish Death Cleaning, which the premise basically is you want to clean as if you're about to die. And you can do this even if you're young. If you're 30 years old, you can still uh, do Swedish death cleaning. But uh, Fallon did it. She had somebody come by the house who is very sharp. She used to be an executive something over at Caribou, and now she's got her own business, and she charges people a good amount of money to come in and pull all of the shit out of all of the closets and lay it on the floor and look at it and go, donate, sell, or what is it? Donate, sell, keep, or throw away. Is that what it is? Something like that. And Fallon got rid of a lot of stuff. Fallon's problem is clothes. I don't think Fallon buys stuff. She just buys a lot of clothes. And she would tell you that herself. Um, I buy stuff. And I don't anymore because I'm a point in my life. I don't want any more stuff. Anyway, I'm going to put a picture online of my um, storage room, part of the storage room, Uh, what it looked like before and what it looked like after. And I'm going to challenge you to do the clutter challenge. Cleaning up something, cleaning up your closet, cleaning up your storage room, your garage, maybe just one shelf, maybe a bookshelf. Take a picture of it, get rid of all the crap, and then take another picture of it. And then post it on Take a Shower show up on time and don't steal anything. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I've coined that word, the clutter challenge, um, because I really think that'd be kind of cool. And then you and I can take some of the clutter we've removed and donate it or sell. We could sell it. Let's face it, selling stuff that is hard to sell and not a lot of people want 
or you're not going to make a lot of money from like your kids' old toys or your old clothes, probably not going to happen, but donating it, sure. So do the clutter challenge. And that is, I challenge you with this, um, a shelf in your house, a bookshelf, or where do you keep your games, your board games? Get rid of the ones that you know you're never going to play. How do you know you'll never play them again? Because you haven't played them in a very long time or your kids are grown and they're never going to play Mousetrap again or they're never going to play Sorry or Trouble or Candyland again. Get rid of them. So I have one challenge for you, the clutter challenge. Take a picture before and then spend some time, whether it's 15 minutes or whatever, and clean that out and then take the after picture and post it on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything on Facebook. I think we are getting close to the end of um, of what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. That is pretty much it. Just a reminder, you know, the book is still there. If you ever want to buy the book and bring it down to the radio station, I do that probably two or three times a week. Somebody says, hey, I've got your book. I want to bring it down to the radio station and have it signed for my brother, for my daughter, for my mom, for my husband, for me, whatever. Happy to do it. We always bring you back and show you around the studio and meet Stephen Fallon and Weather Girl Jenny and Tina if she's around. Uh, you can also download the book um, on Kindle. And uh, like I said, the website's always there. I love your comments. We don't get a whole lot of emails, um, but... If you do have an email you want to send to me, send it to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Most of all, I seriously, sincerely want to thank you for listening to the podcast. There are so many great podcasts out there. And for you to take, what have we spent now? We've spent, uh, oh, 17 minutes on this podcast, which is a little bit short for mine. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, for you to take 17 minutes out of your day and spend it listening to my, my podcast, I really appreciate that one. Every week, we get a few more people who listen to the podcast. And I know a lot of those come from people like yourself telling somebody, oh, you know, Dave's got a podcast. Yeah, it's kind of good. It's okay. Or it's really good. You can't miss it. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, check out Fallon's podcast too. Heartbroken, really good. And Steve's, of course, Murder Monday. And then our morning show has a podcast every day. And then we do the after the show podcast too. Podcasting, yeah. It's a thing. It is. And isn't it amazing? We'd have never seen this. We never saw podcasting coming. 20 years ago, if you tried to describe what podcasting was, it wouldn't have made any sense. But now here it is, and it's everywhere. All right. I've talked enough. I would love to hear from you. Dave Ryan at KWB.com on the website or the uh, Facebook page and the book, of course. And until next time, remember, take a shower show up on time, and don't steal anything. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.